three, two, one. Welcome to Zach and Stevie Have a Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Steve. E. E. <laughs> Did you say Zachy? No, I just said Zach and Stevie. Because oh, I, don't, okay. I don't refer to myself as Zachy, but I refer to you That'd be to weird as... to refer yourself with an E at the end. Yes, it would. Yeah, I get hey, it. Hey, uh, Zachy. But I've always, had, I've always had a habit, even growing up, of referring to my friends with an, like, the E at the end. Yeah. I don't know why that was. I always called my friends by their last name. That was the thing. I did, I did, did that when I was older. Thing. Okay. When I was older yeah, in probably. high school. I don't, remember, I don't remember yesterday, so let alone elementary school. Yeah, you never wonder, like, if it actually happened? Yeah. I wonder if I have brain damage. Yeah, I, well, I wonder if, like, I was just placed here yesterday. Yeah, with memories. <laughs> oh, that, life. That thought grows, goes through your mind. All the time. All the time. Because <laughs> like of this existential crisis. <laughs> I, Zach, my life is an ongoing existential crisis. That's what. <laughs> because every day I'm like, like people will tell me like stories about their lives when they were ki- like little kids. Yeah, I can't remember anything. I don't. Yeah, me like either. there's bits and pieces of almost like planted thoughts. <laughs> everything right. else is a play. Yeah, everything Steve, else. Steve is the, is the star of the play, no, and no, everyone no. else. That's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying like if I learned that I was I was put here yesterday. Yeah, you'd believe it. Yeah. You'd be like that makes complete that makes, sense. It makes that 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 checks out. That <laughs> checks out because I don't I don't remember any of my childhood. Yeah. I'm basically Jason Bourne, <laughs> without so, all the cool abilities. I just <laughs> I have amnesia of my past. So, so it's not because you're some secret agent. It's because uh, you, you just walked around telling it's because people stories. I had I had five concussions <laughs> as a child. I do remember that that happened. Yeah. So I remember the aftermath of having to go to the hospital a yeah. lot as a teenager. So you just excelled so much in life. They they're, they're like this guy is too amazing. We have to you know set him down a little bit here. But let's wipe his memory wipe and get him. him back on track. Wipe him. He figured out too much too young. <laughs> wipe it. No, it's like this guy. Is a waste of time and energy. Just wipe them. <laughs> no, that's not it at all. No, uh, but yeah, no. There's. It's funny because there's like a ton of things that I can't remember from my childhood at all. It makes sense because we did a podcast on Tuesday that was about '90s nostalgia, <laughs> and everything we talked about we liked was actually from the '80s. From the '80s, once again, probably all planted thoughts. <laughs> Most likely a calendar issue. <laughs> More than likely, yes. Yeah. I think the calendar messed me up. Yeah. I don't want to rant on this for the third episode in a row. Yeah. I really hate calendars. Elliot uh, said, can I tear out the February from, from the 2020 calendar? I, I'm glad I'm starting a movement. <laughs> Everybody's getting rid of February. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's the snowiest month when it snows. Yeah. Get rid of it. Then yeah. it won't snow. That's true. We, yeah. we had some other mistakes. There's logic that's missing here. We had some other mistakes in our 90s. Yeah, we did. Uh, you, you got all the dates wrong, you a said? A few corrects. I did not get you all the You said them dates. so confidently. Well, Zach, I have this. Uh, Zachy. Yeah, Stevie. Zachariah. <laughs> well. I have this. <laughs> Zachariah. <laughs> I have this uh, ability to say things with absolute confidence, even if I'm not confident. <laughs> and that's not good. I'm not <laughs> saying that's a good thing. But I always do it. Yeah. Uh, in the hopes that I, I'm probably right. Yeah. Because sometimes I am right. A lot of times I'm not right. I would say 85% of the time you're right. Thank you. Well, wow. That's a pretty high number. That's a a very – that's high praise. Yeah. I don't think it's that high. Sarah would probably say 30% of the time. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, 
No, uh, it was uh, Pocahontas. I had the wrong year. Yeah. I said 95. It was 96. Or I said 96. It was ni- actually 95 because The Hunchback of Notre Dame came out in 96. And that's the most forgettable Disney movie, yeah. I think, of that era. For sure. Because I-, I remember Hercules, and I didn't like it. Yeah. I remember uh, – what's the one that came out later than that? You know, <laughs> evidently, start- you, evidently, you like it so much, you remember it so Yeah, well. I know. It's so good. Uh, you know what we, we kind of glossed over though was that the Pixar movies all came like started coming out in nineties, and they? that was ninety five. Brought Toy Story. us Toy Story. Yeah. Did you, did you go see that in theaters? No. You didn't. No. You're too old. I I don't remember. You're like twelve at that point. I'm, I'm trying to flip through these planted memories I have, and I can't remember. You, you know, <laughs> Your planted memories. I don't remember going to Toy yeah. Story. I'm pretty sure Zach and I are robots. <laughs> A bunch of planet memories. We've actually only been on the earth for about 20 minutes. <laughs> it's all started today. Or is this a planet memory? I don't know. And we're living in tomorrow. I think already. you're watching too many sci fi movies. Whoa. <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah, I, uh, you don't remember what? You didn't, don't remember going to see that movie? No, that's I, funny I don't thing. remember going that often to the movies. Yeah, man, I remember going to the movies too much. I, I don't remember much. That's all I remember doing as a child. Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> no, sounds, about, sounds about right. That sounds about right. We, we, you're, you remember the high moments. I remember, the high moments. Yeah. No one remembers the, the mundane. The like, mu- Steve, I, I remember that one time I was sitting in my room and I didn't have anything to do, so I read a book. That I, I can assure you that never happened. <laughs> I didn't. Re- my first book I ever read was back in 2012. It was uh, Zach's book. Well, that's not true because my book didn't come out to 2014. Was it 2014? Our, yeah. I thought that. it was 2012. No. I'm not that old, Steve. Two years difference? <laughs> when did you start writing it? 2013? Yeah. Okay. And then you released it in 2014. I did. That was the first book I read from start to finish. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Anyway. So there was a couple other things. A couple dates had wrong. Most well, of the sitcoms we liked actually started in the 80s. Yeah. There's really nothing good from the, the 90s. All the good stuff was from the 80s. Yeah. Nothing good happened in the 90s. The 90s were just snarky. Yeah, that was it. Was a whole decade of just sarcasm wisecracks. and everybody's just like, "Life is too hard." The eighties was all about like, "Life is great all the time," <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's us just like swallowing down the truth. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the nineties was a bummer. Yeah. And you look back at it. This the early two thousands were, you know, the upswing. Of course. So Zach, yes, yeah, you graduated in two thousand one. I graduated in 2002, actually. Yep. I graduated. <laughs> I know years. <laughs> Maybe it's not 85%. You're going down quickly. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm yeah, have to talk you, to you were very kind when you said 85%. Because I'm like, I don't think it was that. You were born in 83, but you were November of 83. I was March of 85. So that really is only one school year. Yes. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. What was my whole point? I don't know. Do you remember what was like. The most like like what the big popular thing to do was back when we were seniors in high school. Oh boy, I don't. Once again, I don't know if I actually graduated high school. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Does anybody remember doing anything? All I remember about that was just getting schoolwork done. Just just regular school. You remember stuff. sitting down and doing schoolwork? Huh. The, my memories are so vague of high school that you could easily convince me <laughs> that it never happened. I was never actually there. 
Sometimes you get thrown off by something and you can't get past it. Like you, you, you're like you got your two fingers on your temple. Like, over I'm here. Professor X in it and right now. Trying to think about, am I really here right now? What is going on? Yeah, I'm I'm going through a real, real bad situation right now. <laughs> you look nice though. You got a haircut. Thanks, Zach. I'm preaching on Sunday, so um, you got to get a little you top. It I had off. I had to look I had to look more presentable. I got yeah. my beard lined up. So what are we what are we learning on Sunday? Uh, okay, so last week's podcast is my message. Oh, so are you just gonna go up there and play it? Yeah, it's kind of like a I mean, promo. Yeah, you know, how, like a lot of modern artists now, they that's literally what they do. They go up with like their album and they oh. just play it, and then they maybe sing along with it, maybe dance to it. But it's a lot of just staring at the audience. Nice. That's my plan. That's a good plan. Here's the podcast. What do you think? No. Uh, so what I did was, yeah, so this whole idea of contentment has really been on my heart. Um, if I hope that was apparent when we talked about it last last Friday. Because uh, my message was going to be very different for this Sunday. I was going to talk about um, Romans chapter 12, which I've done enough but never with the adults. I've never actually talked about it with the adults. You you spoke on it on a worship night last year, I think. I spoke on what? Romans chapter 12? I think so. Are you serious I right now? I don't remember. You don't remember? That was I your don't... first time. It was your first time speaking on the main side. I don't remember anything. I have a problem. Holy cow. I'm pretty sure if you moved away, <laughs> I wouldn't remember you, what state I was immediately forget me like I had a friend named Steve. <laughs> We had a so. podcast? It had a hundred episodes? <laughs> like <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I maybe that happened. No, yeah. Zach. <laughs> I'm a little worried about you. Yeah. You came in really happy this morning. Yeah. Me and my cat. We go into a room we don't remember why we went in there. And I <laughs> don't say <laughs> my cat. <laughs> my cat. How many, times Laura, my cat. How, how many times has Laura just walked in to you sitting downstairs staring at a blank wall and the cat sitting next to you staring at the exact same blank wall and neither one of you remembers why you went downstairs? Often. Often. That, that you, happens, but you remember that. That happens all the time. Our cat's had some issues this week. I, I, we, we always, our cat has dementia. <laughs> my cat, yeah. The, the, I think it's, it's, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. It doesn't have like too bad a dementia. Oh, it, gosh. The, the vet said maybe it's dementia. It's just getting older. The cat's like uh, 65. Let's see, 2008. Yeah, like, it's over 15 years old. Yeah, that's not a super old cat, man. Yeah, but it's kind of old. But any, is it for a cat? I thought cats lived into their 20s. Sometimes, if if they're lucky. If but you the don't cat, stop feeding them. The cat. So, the cat's. It's a very good cat as far as using its litter box. Oh, good. Unless it has some tummy issues, and it has some tummy issues this week. Oh, good. So we had some issues around the house where the cat was leaving us presents, and that was not fun. Not birds. No, 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 no. This is a different kind of present. Different type of present. It's not like a, hey, I love living with you guys. Here's my offering to you. Yeah. Cats it's are like, weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cats are weird, man. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go kill something and put it on your porch. I, I, well, because the, I imagine you're going to enjoy this. this. That's the highest praise a cat can give you, though. Yeah. It's bringing you... A gift like that. Yeah. Because it's showing that you are their master. Oh. That, that is what it is. Okay. What that cat's doing is just absolutely disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, so, so. I don't want to be here anymore with you people. <laughs> so I, 
my hope for my future here is not going well. Like yeah. if I'm thinking about me and the cat stare at the wall now, and now the cat's doing this, yeah, you know, it's just going down. Yeah, your quick memory, for me. like, did you? You didn't like hit a light pole on the way in here. <laughs> I don't think so. You woke up and you're like, hey, everything's good. <laughs> not that I remember. No, good. I'm glad, Zach, because you concerned me a little bit. So this week, um, anyway, going back to Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Speaking. No, it's okay. I'm speaking on uh, Philippians chapter four. Um, like verses four through 13 and, and really just bringing to light. I'm actually starting off with, I'm really excited about this. I'm not going to get too, too much into it. Cause I don't want to give anything away. Um, I'm going to talk about how, how scripture used out of context can be dangerous and how Philippians four thirteen is often used out of context. So, uh, I'll be starting with that and then kind of going from what that, that verse is really all about and kind of reverse, reverse engineer it. Cause I'm going to go from the end of the chapter and work my way back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about it. I, I love having the opportunity to do it. I'm very out of practice yeah. with speaking uh, to a, a, the congregation in this way. I actually went back and um, I watched uh, a little – and this is going to sound – it's not because I wanted to. It's because I wanted to remember what it, I felt like it feels like and looks like when I'm up in front of the audience. Yeah. That was the dumbest thing I ever did. If I if I ever wanted to take away any whatever remaining confidence I had, <laughs> yes, go watch yourself. Just go yeah. watch myself. Exactly. I was like, oh my gosh, why do people listen to me? <laughs> ever? Yeah, um, that, th- never do that. I yeah. I never listen to myself. Uh, I've listened to myself before, except the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I listen to the podcast with my kids. But if the, I preach or something, it's recorded. I don't. I hate listening. To I've it. I've done that before. I've listened to myself. But my goodness, watching yourself is the most humbling thing ever because it's <laughs> it's 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 horribly embarrassing. <laughs> um, and watching myself back. So I, I did a I did two messages last year with the adults. Um, one in April of last year and one in December. I think I, I kicked off Christmas. The Christmas season, Pastor Warren, allowed me to kick off Christmas. You did season. one in June. No, right before you went on your because that's right before you went on your sabbatical because uh, John James. Oh, it was May. It was May. And John, John James John contacted James. me yes. in June, and yeah, I didn't okay. get back to him until July. Okay. So it was the end of May that I did that right. message. Thank you. You're right. Because um, yeah, because I referenced our Disney trip in it, and I talked way too long about about Disney that trip and ah. how awful it was. And the sad thing was, man, I, I was watching that and I was like, oh. I was in a really bad place like at that <laughs> at last April. Yeah, I was think it, looking at it and May, thinking of it. May, I mean, um, you could tell that I was really struggling. I was really, really struggling. Uh, but uh, you know, thanks, <laughs> thank God. Like you know, uh, he's really done a work on my heart and changed, you know, the direction I'm doing things. And I'm I, honestly, what I'm talking about this Sunday is what I've been working on is that contentment right where I'm at. Yeah. Um, and how that's a universal truth. That's not just true for one person, for me, or it doesn't work for some. It can work for everybody. We can all be content and find joy in that contentment. But what is contentment is the real question. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, and just having a, a unique opportunity to, to share that with the congregation. Well, so, great. Yeah, man. What do you got going on this weekend? Anything exciting? <sighs> it's, it's beautiful weather in Western it Pennsylvania. Is. It's like, it, beginning of april when we got 80s yes and so i just getting so i'm doing the getting ready for summer routine which Which is is. getting your mower ready oh buddy have you mowed yet no have you no okay like our grass is 
it's pretty much dead around our house. Dude, our, our grass is high. I, I need to you cut it. You need to cut it, I yeah. do need to cut it. So I, you know, got to get the battery, make sure it's got the charge in it, change the oil on the tractor, all of those things. This to get is ready. the best dad talking. Yeah, to get ready to go out and, and do that. So that's just, you know, get, get that, that's this plan this weekend. Dude, get the mower ready. To me, I, like... The beginning of the grass cutting season is my favorite. Really? Yeah, it's mid mid season where I'm like, I could be done with this right now. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Well, you shouldn't have the bees chasing you this year. Hopefully. Yeah, it's it's a new it's a new crop of bee. <laughs> that one bee that got away. He's coming back with his new hive. Well, they're to they're, seek vengeance. They should be getting ready for the summer. They are. So they're, they're eating. They're balking. They're they're balking. <laughs> they're getting their protein now. So yeah, uh, the, if you if you don't recall, I think it was episode twenty four. We talked about my the the it was so there was the first story, which was me blowing up the, the bees, bees yeah in in the hole in my backyard. Then the second time, I killed the bees with a powder, and yeah. on the side of my house. Yeah, but I said that one bee he, got away. Yes, for next year, and that's the super bee. Yeah, he is. He's coming back. I've seen bees out out and about. He's gonna have like a little headband on. He's gonna be like John Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna come marching in with his little flexed muscles he's like i've been eating fish for the past six months i didn't even hibernate with the rest of my hive he's and then like, he stings me of an inch he's like two inches yeah he's two inches he stings me and then he falls over dead <laughs> he's been all of that pent-up anger and bitterness for that one, one that, act of, That's of an defiance. illustration in and of itself. Yes. We build up all this animosity <laughs> and hatred towards somebody to fall over dead. <laughs> yes. Like a bee. Yes. Because it's like, that's it. Yep. I did it, yep. and it's over. But, yeah, so hopefully there's that's no— That's why yellow jackets are mean, because they can bite you over and over again. Yeah, that's the thing. And this was a yellow jacket hive. Ah. Yeah, these were yellow jackets. They're oh, not... so he doesn't have the one-time thing. He's, no, he, he does not. He, he's been getting ready. Yeah. You better watch out. I've been getting ready too, though, Zach. <laughs> I've been bulking. No, no. You, you remember what, what you know gets the bees? Confidence. Confidence. <laughs> You're going to be – do you have a riding mower or you push? Oh, I push. You, oh, even better. I'm going to have I'm gonna have to make sure I have cut, cut off sleeves <laughs> so they can always see the gun show coming their way. That's true. It's like, oh, no, it's on display. Here he comes. <laughs> it's like a tank walking around. You're going to have your Doc Martens on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> With my shorts. Yes. Doc Martens and shorts. That would scare me. That would, that would scare most people. <laughs> Look at this punk rocker from the late 70s walking around. There he comes. Yeah, that's me. Now, I, uh, yeah, I hope there's no bees. The, the, the ground nests don't seem to usually pop up until the end of the season, though. Yeah. yeah right? Later in the year. Yeah, usually now they're just they're staking out where they want to live. Yeah. They've, they've, they've got their belly out. full of uh, fish, and they're fish. looking. They're flying around. Kind of, they're, they're going around they're the corner. Coming, they're coming, yeah. They check out the your, the eve of your roof. I'm like it's a nice little hole. I, I saw, I saw, I saw some scouts. Did you? <laughs> I did. That's it. I did. I think it was a wasp though. Ah, and they're turds too. Yeah, they don't like them either. But they're high up. You know what? You know what we get in our house? What's that, Zang? Stink bugs? No. So I'll be sitting in my living room, watching TV, and and all of a sudden in the chimney I hear, I'm like, oh. <laughs> what is that? And Steve, Sne- you, you put your sunglasses Sne- Neil on. Pert? Why, why did you Neil- put your sunglasses on? It is, it's we start it's too sing- bright in here. Yeah, I, I look over. I'm telling my story about the thing in my chimney, and I look over, and I, all I see is, is a forehead and sunglasses. 
It's all dark over here now. It is. So I hear boom, 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 boom. And we get chimney sweeps. The, the birds? Oh, they not come. an actual chimney sweep. No, it's not like the guy from Mary Poppins. He doesn't, it doesn't hit like, what was It's just me up here. <laughs> cleaning out. <laughs> that guy's back. He's good. That guy's back up on our roof. <laughs> no. So the bird comes, flies down the chimney. And at the bottom of, of the chimney, like, we have the, I think it's called a flue. It's that metal yeah. thing. Yes. So it, get, like, just hangs out on there. Like, Bounces around. I don't know what it's doing. Yes. It's like dancing a jig on there. And so when we open He's it. sweeping it out. We open it. It comes flying around inside our house. No. Inside a living room. <laughs> you had a bird in your living room? All the time. These things come in there. And Wait. In, all the time? Yeah. This happens multiple times a year. Zach, how have you not learned your lesson? Why do you keep opening up the flu for them? Well, you keep hoping for we, like a, you keep well, hoping for like a, a Snow White situation well, here, here, where they come in and start cleaning your room. <laughs> <laughs> Addie, yeah, she sings to them, and she like, puts out her fingers, and they song. land. <laughs> yes, they, pretty soon they're flying with like a bucket of water in their mouth, and it's sure, they're rag. just pooping all through your house. <laughs> yes, and the cat's mad about it. So no, he but, starts but the doing sad part is, sometimes they die there, and so I've opened up the flu, and there's like a carcass. Of a bird. <laughs> so when I open it, to, sick, when I open it to let them out, it's it's so they it's so they have life. Thunk. <laughs> well, well, they I, put themselves in there. I I, at, I don't know if they get stuck or not. Yeah, are you, you know, stuck in the chimney? That's not your fault. Can you? I know it's not my fault. But, that's on the bird, man. But I have this like like this inner battle. Do I do I let him out and fly around the house and try to catch him and let him loose? He'll just come or do right I just, back. Or do I just let him, Zach, let him become deceased in, inside my inside my chimney? Uh, you know, I, think about it this way. There's <laughs> that bird over in our, our, our kids' department that keeps <laughs> running into the window. His name's it's named Steve. Steve. Yeah, whatever. It's also a female bird. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Okay. <laughs> it's a female cardinal. It's a female cardinal. Keeps running into the window. Yeah. Birds don't learn lessons. But they don't. No. So – you got you got to let it just die. So you're saying it's the same bird that comes and keeps going back. Hundred percent. You let it out, it goes right back in there, and it's like, oh man, they'll let me out again. It's quite possible, but they're not going to every time. Yeah, yeah. You got it. You got. Got to just cut cut bait with this bird. Got to teach him a lesson. All right, I will. And you just got to leave him up in there. Yeah. That's what they used to do with pirates. So. With pirates? Yeah, they would, you know, they would hang a pirate and then they would leave them out for all the other pirates to see, like, hey, that's gross. If you come over here, last last year we had, we did. I, I don't want to talk about dead pirates. Last year, <laughs> we had our mission trip, and we and, the, and we brought the kids back. <laughs> is this a common wait? Is this a common conversation for you? I don't want to talk about dead pirates again. <laughs> yes. So Laura brings up at dinner I, every I'm night. I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. Not that. I'm obviously pirates talking of about. <laughs> Your favorite musical? <laughs> what? No. I'm Weirdo. telling a story about the bird. The bird. So we, we brought the kids home, the students, from a uh, mission trip last year. Yes. Because we had free time. Uh-huh. And anyway. So they came to our house, and the bird came in then. Okay. So all the students are in, in like, the our living room, mm-hmm. and they're like, what is that sound? Like, it's the bird that lives in our chimney sometimes. And so we let it out, and it was flying around the room, and I have to catch it with a towel. Yeah. You catch it in the towel, and then you let it loose outside again. Oh, you're just like, you're like just a humanitarian. Do you ever have a bat in your house? No. We used to have- I don't think I've ever had a wild animal in my house. Eh. You, get a you, you had a snake. 
Oh, dude, I forgot about the snake. <laughs> That's a really wild animal. I've had two. There you go. I've had two snakes. What happened to that snake? The first one or the second one? The first one. Same answer for both. <laughs> Which was what? Death. <laughs> see, I'm saying the life of my wild animals. This not See, that. maybe this is why they keep coming back. Who has given us dominion over the animals? Yeah, but it doesn't mean to just kill them. Uh, I'm pretty sure snakes, it's fine. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I, I'm pretty the sure. Serpent, yeah. yeah, the serpent, you just crush it with your heel. <laughs> but not a heel. What'd you use? Ball bat. <laughs> My well, grandpa's priceless baseball bat. <laughs> what happened to that ball Cracked bat? right in half. <laughs> right up the middle. Wasn't it like used by Babe Ruth or something? It wasn't used by Babe Ruth, but it was a 1905 Louisville slugger that I didn't realize the value that it had at the time. How much you think it was worth? Uh, it was at, at, in the condition that it was in. It was it was worth over two hundred and fifty dollars. And what? And you you killed a snake with it and broke it. Oh, I I I done. I messed that snake up. <laughs> Actually, no. Okay, that's not true. That wasn't the Louisville Slugger. The Louisville Slugger. <laughs> I don't even want to say. What happened to that thing? The Louisville Slugger. Yeah, tell well, me. What, I killed that. What killed that? Yeah, what? It's a spider. <laughs> There's a big spider in my basement, <laughs> and I hate spiders. They scare scare me so bad. So I grabbed that ball bat, and I'm like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. And I crushed it. Yeah. And then the bat split in half, and my heart also split in half. <laughs> oh. My grandpa would have not been proud of me. No. As a guy that pro- I saw, I watched that, watched that guy kill a yellow jacket with his fingers one time. <laughs> he would not have been proud of me. <laughs> so, like, it came up, and he just, like, caught it and yeah, squished like, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's tough. You had those like old man, you leather. know, like leather hands, yeah, like baseball, baseball mitt. mitt. Yeah. The biggest hand I ever seen in my life. Anything. He's tough as nails. Not me. I need a baseball bat to kill a spider. Uh, the okay. So this is what happened with the snake. This is the true story of the snake in the basement. So uh, at our old house, this is before Sarah and I even had kids. Uh, I went down into our basement, and. Yeah. How our old house was set up down in the basement, it was like it was kind of it was finished, so it was kind of like a living room. Um, and so I walked through the the living room and saw a stick lying in the middle oh, of my dark. Stick. Yeah, it was just a random stick. I was like, "What is that?" And I get up a little bit closer because I didn't turn the lights on. Why I don't know, but I get up a little bit closer to the stick, and the stick starts moving. And I went, <laughs> and I went running up the stairs. And I went to Sarah, and I'm like, Sarah, there's a snake in the basement. She's like, in the finished side or the unfinished side? I said, it's in the finished side. She's like, well, you're going to have to get it out of here. I'm like, I'm not getting it out of here. She's like, do you expect me to? And I said, yes. (laughs) I'm afraid of snakes. She's like, no, I'm not getting the snake. She said, you have to do it. So I I was like, I, I scanned my brain. And I was like, "What would Steve Irwin do?" <laughs> he would, situation. he would, ra- he would catch that thing by the tail. Yeah, he would have, yes. Zachy. So this is what I did. I went over to my fireplace and I got the fireplace poker okay. that has a little hook on it. So you're gonna hook its tail? No, I was gonna hook it and grab its tail and then walk it out. This snake was not cooperating. <laughs> <laughs> so when it started moving faster and it looked like it was gonna go under my bookshelf, I just, I smacked it. Yeah. In half. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. And that was the end of the snake. Oh man, that's a terrible. Second story. snake. 
Snake number two. I, th- I would have moved by the time snake number no, this one was, was there. this was in my new house. Oh. So in our current house, in the man cave. Oh. Snake snuck in. All right. That's, that's things with snakes. They're sneaky. Hey, they are. Okay, Zach. So on, on the one side of my of my man cave is like that garage door, right? And so uh, I'm moving some boxes that are by the garage, and this little guy goes like, <laughs> I'm like, oh! <laughs> but this time, Zach, I pr- I went in pursuit. I'm like, not in the man cave, oh. Satan. <laughs> And I find him all, he's all huddled up and he's in his little crouch position ready to strike at me. Yeah. And got him. I got him. Nice. I, don't, I forget what I hit him with. Something. I got him out of there, though. Good. So, look at you, Snake Wrangler. That's Steve, me. Steve Irwin would be very upset with you. Yeah, Steve Irwin would not be proud of me. But you know no. who was proud of me that day? Your wife? Steve. <laughs> Steve, Steve Mikulski. Steve Mikulski. <laughs> with my planted thoughts. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I don't even know if that really happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just a planet thought. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm just kidding. All right, Zach, let's get on to the real. Let's get on to the meat potatoes when we come back. The good stuff. Yeah. topic for today. I did. Zachy, you came up with the topic. So I was searching around. Something, okay. something to talk about here. Okay. One, to our, one of our staples that we have. I'm we pretty have sure staples. we're going to have to start paying royalties <laughs> to Relevant Magazine. But sometimes they've got good they articles. They have that, really interesting, thought-provoking, I don't think we, we haven't used one in, in a little while here. So I found an article that says, Nine Ways Your Ego Prevents You From Experiencing God. And I was like, okay. Clicked on it and read it, and I thought yep. there were some good points here. And and when the topic, I mean, when the uh, article talks about your ego, it says here that it's referring to the flesh, like like Paul would say. You might call it flesh. I believe your definition for ego closely parallels Paul's definition for flesh. Which is? So the ego is who you think you are. It's your false identity. It's your body image, your education, your theological knowledge, your social status. It It's like... It's like how you think you present yourself in the world, like what you represent. It's like your inner pride, your inner okay. flesh. Okay, okay, Paul, okay. It, it's, it what re, it's what rebels against the spirit. Okay, exactly. Okay. So what we, what, how we represent ourselves in the world. Right. And, and the whole idea of the topic is, as Christians, we do a really bad job of, of emulating Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and you see it all around. You, you have, there's arguments on social media, there's you know fights, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Everybody seems to have a different idea of who Jesus is. Yes. And, 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 how, and how we are to represent that. Yeah. Yeah. And so why, as Christians, is it that we are like this? We shouldn't okay. be. Yep. And so this article is saying that the reason is it's because our flesh is battling against the spirit living inside of us. And so this is nine reasons why our flesh um, prevents us from experiencing okay. God in our life and being used by God as yes. we should be, as following, being Christians who follow God. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I figured we could go through these and we could talk about each one because as I'm reading these, I'm thinking, wow, I think she's nailing this because mm-hmm. I, I... Who's the author of it? Let's give her credit. The author is... Da, 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 it is by Frank Powell. 
I thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was a female too. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's Frankie. I don't know. It's Frank Powell. Frank Powell is a gentleman. Okay, I'm sure. At it Relevant is. magazine. Okay. I don't know why I read that. I, I did not read the author. Well, the, the, the picture at the top is a woman. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. yeah when I read the article, I th- that, I think that picture. Because they probably just use like Shutterstock or something, something, like some sort of like just basic photo that they have like a license for. <laughs> and so I immediately I read that as a female yeah. author. Yeah. I didn't read his name. Okay, so Frank Powell, thank you for this article, and uh, we're looking forward to okay. discussing it. So here we go. I'm going to start actually with number two. We'll go back to number one later because I don't understand it. Okay. But I'm going to talk with one that's pretty straightforward to okay. begin with. Let's talk about it. All right. So it says the ego or the flesh is yeah. highly competitive and thinks in terms of win-loss. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I catch myself in this a lot. Uh, and, and even like even within my even my closest relationship outside of God, which is with my wife – it's it sometimes becomes a win loss for me. She's like yeah. Steve. Not everything is winning and losing. She's yeah. like you talk in terms of like winning an argument or losing an argument, and we need to come to mutual terms. But th- that's the competitive nature of of us as humans. Yeah, is like either I'm right or I'm wrong. It's uh, and maybe this is more pertaining to me, but I'm sure there's other people out there that struggle with this is in a very black and white way yeah. of looking at things. It's either good, bad, right, wrong win lose right and so yeah i would say this is the constant fight for the christian yeah um because in human terms that's what we see like what's sure. our favorite thing like what one of our favorite thing forms of entertainment sports, sports. yeah there's, there's always a, a loser clear, yeah there's a clear winner or loser is there draws in something sure but those aren't real sports in real <laughs> sports <laughs> i'm just kidding because right, I think in every sport there could be a tie, except for baseball, right? There's no yeah, they just keep playing. They'll, just, they'll play until it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, but the whole point being is like, we, we, like that's just the society that we live in. That's the world that we live in is to get to the top. We have to push ourselves. And it's, it, it, it's ultimately black and white to get yourself there. Because yeah. either you're moving forward or you're moving backwards. It's, you know, it's, once again, it's, it's binary. Yeah. It's, it's, one or, it's one or the other. And it's and it, our social media, the way we experience it and use it, feeds into this in terrible ways. Because yeah. you get on there and your opinion then is something that you have to defend. Yes. Because it's either right or wrong. Exactly. Win or loss, right? So yeah. I put something out there. And if somebody disagrees with it, then that person becomes the enemy. Exactly. Right? Oh, you don't disagree, you don't agree with me. Well, we could be brothers and sisters in Christ, but since you don't agree with what I have to say, now we've become enemies and we're not exactly. pulling in the same direction. Exactly. So that happens, you know, when you're having conversations, that happens when you're out and you know, putting things out on social media. It happens when you think about politics. Yep. It happens in, in all different things. Yep. And what's really sad is when it happens when we are um talking about god's word yeah because i'll have an interpretation of a passage you have an interpretation of a passage and maybe that's not the same well i'm right you're wrong you're wrong yeah and i mean and 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 the sad thing is and this has become far more common in our in our world is this idea of my truth which is even it's almost a step beyond win and loss because now it's like i can never lose because you can't correct me because yeah. it's my truth. Yeah. Whoa, that's right. dangerous. Like yeah. truth, <laughs> truth. My truth. It's almost an oxymoron because like truth has to be objective, not subjective. Otherwise, it's not true. 
Right? Yeah. So right. Uh, how how I don't understand how that's even become a thing. Well, my truth. Well, my that doesn't hold water. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's not a um, that's not how you know reality works. Because um, you have to be able to look at facts and figures to so- resolve things. But ultimately, when it comes to us as believers, are we looking to objective truth when we when we are making decisions, when we're saying things, when we're doing things, when we're trying to emulate Christ? Or are we basing it on what other people have said, which is subjective truth, which is not yeah. truth? Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a real problem for sure, Zach. So number three, or the second one we're doing. The here. next one. The next one. Um, it kind of goes along with this one we just talked about. But mm-hmm. It says the ego or the flesh must be correct and does not accept contradictions. Okay. Must be correct and does not accept contradictions. Let's. Let, I think I need a little bit more expansion upon what that. Okay. What, what the author's referring. The author to. says most of my Christian journey, I thought it was my duty to have the right answers. I studied hard, and when I wasn't sure, I made something up. But while oh, helping <laughs> others make sense of God, especially those troubling parts about suffering and eternity, I became less certain. Something in me knew God's nature and interaction with His creation wouldn't be explained in a few sentences. Now I believe that something was my true self, the spirit. Okay. Um, and then it goes on to say, it's like we have to be right. We have to have all the answers. Yeah. And we come back to that as a source of comfort and as a source a of our foundation. Okay. Of who we are is knowing what to do in a certain... It's, okay. It's, it's being... It's not being vulnerable. Okay. It's being in control. I think is, is what it is. And so, especially when we're talking about God, if we don't know something, uh-huh. instead of saying, oh, I don't understand, or I don't know something, we have to say something, and we have to, our, okay. our flesh wants us to be in control of, of that situation. Okay, the flesh does desire control, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's uh, one of the biggest hangups that we have, uh, and why, I mean, this is another thing I'm talking about on Sunday, why we have so much anxiety is because our constant need for control, having our hands on the wheel yeah. um, to be able to determine outcomes because uh, we want to steer it in the direction that we want to. And I think a lot of life uh, in, in, in God is faith and we can't steer faith. Like no. faith is, is what God, it's what God gives us to trust him, not what we give him <laughs> so, you know, it's never the other way around. Like we're we're doing everything in our power to trust God yeah. and to follow God as believers. But yeah, that does kind of get messed up a lot of times because we don't want to give control to anybody else. Yeah. You, um. And but when it comes down to having the right answer all the time, which I th- I don't know how. Like I feel like this is a little maybe I've segmented mented this a little bit in my brain. But, yeah, I think one of the dangers that we think we have to have is all the – it's impossible to have all the right answers. And that maybe that is the tie-in here. A lot of it is faith. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I was reading as I was, I was prepping for my message this week is, like – because I'm talking about – I was just starting off with some commonly misused uh, passages in the Bible. And the one that, that God brought up was something that, you know, some people are going to have different feelings on. And um, and we're not going to get into necessarily what where we stand on this, but one of the things that is often debated is Genesis one through three, mm-hmm. like how everything actually comes into being, mm-hmm. and people think that well, no, my answer is the right answer, and I think we have to leave a, a lot of that up to 
all right, we can't know. We yeah. weren't there. Right. No one was there out, like that recorded any of this. Only God knows. God imparts, um, you know, his wisdom to us. But there's just some things that are absolutely unknowable and not necessary for us to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, but if Jesus trusts and believes in the Father, then we need to trust and believe in the Father. And that's yeah. that's what it all boils down to. Yeah, I, I agree. And this idea of control, I think what is so beautiful about God is his vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Now, he is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He knows the beginning from the end. And you would think with that type of authority that he could just run our lives. He, he could be the giant oh, puppet, he could be master the puppet master in for the sure. sky. But think about the things that God did to win our heart that, that just were showed his vulnerability. He, he let his son come from on high down to the earth as a baby, yep. not as a fully grown man that could fend for himself, as a baby to a place where, you know, kids don't make it right? yep. to a time where there's just not the healthcare that we've yeah. got now. If I would choose a time, I'd, cu- I'd bring them to different now. time, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And you think about that now, now go live a perfect life. Like no one's ever done before. Right. And you just think about that vulnerability. If you think about putting his, his, you know, his name, his, you know, his, we are his flag bearers in a sense. We take who he is out to the world yep. and he entrusts us with that. Yep. Us, yep. <laughs> like we think the 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 vulnerability that God shows, and when you think of, when you think about that, that is a level of confidence that I think we lack as Christians mm-hmm. of not knowing everything and going out there in the world just trusting in God and not having all the answers because I think we have to do that. Our flesh wants us to always be in control and not be made fun of and not be ridiculed, but Jesus was ridiculed. Yep. He was made fun of. Yep. He went to the cross and died for us, right? He he ultimately lost his life. And so when we go out there with this idea that, hey, I have to have everything in control. I have to know everything. That's not how we were designed to do this. Yep. We are designed, like you said, to go out there and do it by faith, trusting that the Holy Spirit's going to use us. We're not go out there with the flesh leading. It's going out there with the Spirit leading. That's right. And that's that, great, Zach. And that's a whole different level of vulnerability that the that, that, – this flesh doesn't want in our life. Yeah. It wants to be in control. It doesn't want the it doesn't want the spirit to be in control. It wants itself to be in control. Yep. Yeah. Control is always going to be an issue for us. All right. Next one. The ego hates change above all else. Ego hates change above all else. Yeah. What hey. do you think about that? Do you feel like in your life you rebel against change? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I I get. We all get comfortable. Holy cow. This is another thing that I'm talking about <laughs> on Sunday. Well, that's good. Is this just my message? No, no. Uh, no, it's just the Holy Spirit working. Uh, here's, here's the deal. We like comfort. Um, and, you know, I'm talking about contentment on Sunday. And, and contentment is not synonymous with comfort. And it's not synonymous with, you know, even complacency, which is on the other side. But sometimes we get that idea that if I'm comfortable, then I'm going to be okay. I'll be content, which is not true. We think that comfort is a good thing when in truth, change is the best thing. Um, Not that God changes, but that the world around us, uh, as it changes, we have new, unique ways and opportunities to reach people 
for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and so we have to accept that. Like, yeah, things are going to change around us. God is, doesn't change. He is the constant in my life. So I can be content in him yeah. and bringing people to know him. Um, but like, but it is like that allowing, like, and there's a lot of people that are like, oh, if we let anything change, like, then we can't, we can't maintain the control that we have. Well, that's the, but that's the thing that we have to recognize. We don't have any control. We've yeah. never had control. Control is an illusion yeah. that we try to grasp onto, but it's never, it's never been there. Um, we have to say, okay, God, as this world changes around me, I know that you are unchanging and I am content in that. Help me to still uh, be effective in, you know, in doing the work that you've called me to do, even in the monotony of life. Yeah. Even in the difficulties of life, you're above it all. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's once again, our, 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 we're going to, we're going to resist it because change means I've got to put myself back out there and try hard. And we don't want that. change means I'm wrong. Not everybody well, else is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is the other side of it yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, what what they said here was Jesus's first sermon in Mark one fifteen and Matthew four seventeen is to repent, mm-hmm. and repent means to, to turn back. change, to change your mind, to stop what you're doing, turn around and go the other direction. Yes, right. Yeah, one eighty. Yeah, not three sixty. And and so they're saying your flesh's biggest fear is change because remember this is your pride, this is your internal desires. It's saying you need to change. Mm-hmm. Not everyone around you needs to change. Mm-hmm. It's not your it's not your friend's fault. It's not your spouse's fault that you're in this situation. It's not your coworker's fault. You need to oh, look at I yourself. Oh, I see what it's saying. I, I took I took that wrong. I took what that was saying wrong. Oh no no, what you said was great. Um, this is just a different add-on to that. Yes. All. Yeah. So when we when we think about change in our own personal lives, about what what why I'm in this situation, mm-hmm. what has got me here. A lot of times what we say is, I don't need to change. I'm fine. Everything else around me needs to change because yeah. that's why I'm all messed up. Mm-hmm. It's because, you know, my friend offered me something, a drink, a vape, whatever that could be. It's yep. their fault. Or, you know, I lost my job at work. It's my boss's fault. I, whatever that could be. Yeah. We blame oh, everybody good. else. Yep. We don't look at ourselves. And what Jesus' first th- message was, no, look at yourself. You need to change. When you change, you become the change that everyone else will. That's a good point. Yeah. You're talking about the ultimate change, which is yeah. conforming to, not conforming to this world, but being transformed. By, right. Being transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't know where that's at in the Bible, <laughs> uh, but it's really good. Yeah, it's like your, it's like your favorite. It's, the, it's literally above your head on the wall. <laughs> Romans chapter 12. Uh, oh, gosh. Anyway, what's the next one, Zachy? The next this one is good so far. I like this. The next one is... Um, the ego or the flesh minimizes sins of the heart and focuses on sins of the flesh. So the ego minimizes sins of the heart and focuses. Oh, on I the see flesh. what it's saying. So it's saying that yeah, we make a bigger deal out of the sins of the flesh, but it's a heart problem. Yeah, everything stems from the heart. Yeah. It's oh my like, goodness. Yeah. And it's like we don't want to get. I'll change my action. Yeah. But I'm not going to change why I have that action. Exactly. And and that's that's what it's getting at here. Like this is your true self. Yeah. Right? Or what it, it's it's the part of the human part of us that's rebelling against the spirit. Yeah. Is what, what what we're talking about here. And that's saying, all right, I'm doing something bad over here. I'm just going to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And you still have the same sin problem in your heart. Oh yeah, big time. I mean, this is 
this is something that I dealt with a lot when I was doing, um, when I was in counseling, uh, was recognizing that all the superficial elements of my heart problem were, were just that. It was it's something much deeper. It's like it's wanting to fill a void in the need in my life. And that's why we, ex- like, that's why we focus on, oh, if I just stop spending money. Oh, if I just stop, um, you know, doing this or doing that, I'll be okay. I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be back to normal again. And the truth is we have to dig down deep. It's like, okay. It's, I mean, the, the grand example or the, the better example would be like, if you have a wound, like, uh, you know, you have a, a cut, yeah. but the truth is like, yeah, you could treat that cut, but if a fl- an infection's gotten down deep, then yeah, there's going to have to be some digging to get down to <laughs> like whatever that, because, you know, it could go, you know, all the way down to yeah. whatever. Uh, I'm no medical expert, but I know that's like that becomes an issue for some people where it's yeah. like, yeah, the superficial wound is not the actual issue. It's the the, the infection that is ravaging. Yeah. Um, and so but we look at the superficial as like, oh, I can fix that because I can see that when it's the heart issue that needs our hearts need to change, which really goes along with the last thing. Right. Like we have to recognize that how I view things and how I internalize things is affecting how I um how I present myself and how I uh, go about living my life, how I express myself. Yeah. I mean, that was um, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Yep. Right? He's going through all of these things, whatever that could be. You know, like if you um, lust after a woman, well, Mm -hmm. cut your eye out, right? If you – he goes to these, you know, very – far reaching cut off your hand yeah 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 there's these things that like whoa what are you saying there and and what he's saying is get to the heart of the matter yeah you know the reason why this is happening that's what you need to change more the the action change will follow after that yes yeah right that's and that's going yeah once again like a, a fine example of like the issues that we have with our with ourselves is you know it's never it's never simple yeah, it's never it's never a band aid that needs to happen. It's it's usually like a large a large yeah. procedure that needs to be done. All right, this one this one hits me right in the right hits you in the feels, Zachy. Right All the feels. It says the flesh needs to feel special and is reluctant to give others praise or credit. You're reluctant to give other people praise. Yeah, I th- no, I th- you're not. I, I, Maybe it's just with me. No, no. I think it's I try to work at it, but yeah. it's it's I I can tell it in the in the deepest darkest cockles of my heart. You don't <laughs> want to. I don't I want to if I do something good to have other people say I do a good job. Yes. And so if and if I do a good job and someone else does a good job at the same time, I'm like Dang it! That's your competitive spirit. Yeah, I mean that's that's part of it. Like you want, I want to be the star. I want to be the 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 one that gets yeah. gets patted on the back and people yeah. tell me I did a good job. Like yeah. that's what I want. And so, um, I, I have to rein that in a little bit because that's obviously we're we're doing this thing yeah. together. And so I do feel that sometimes, and and you can tell that also when you're having conversations with people who are struggling with the same thing, yeah. because you'll tell them your triumph of the day and they'll go straight to telling you all the great things they did that day. Sure. And that happens in conversations. You'll have three conversations like that today when yeah. you, when you tell somebody something and, and maybe you, maybe even a person comes to mind because I've, there's certain people that I've had in my life that, it's, that's, Is it me? No, 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 no. It's not you. I'm not we going need to, to talk about this on obviously. the air. 
I wouldn't have brought it up if I thought it was you. That's I I would not have done That's that. Not good. No, not, not we should we should work it out. Not man. publicly. Okay, I'll tell you privately. No, but. That's the thing. Like, you want to be that. It, the, sure, we say it's our competitive spirit, but it's 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 our flesh rebelling against who God wants us to be. Exactly. And, and so I definitely feel that way. Do, do you do you struggle with that? Oh, for sure. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you spit everywhere <laughs> into the pop shield. No, I. Here's the deal, man. I'm constantly. I mean, I think we all. And, and maybe it's more. I mean, no, I think it's universal. I don't think it's just it's necessarily with men. Men t- tend to be more outwardly competitive but i think i think men and women are we're all competitive um it's just some of us do better <laughs> i think i think uh ladies might internalize it more than guys guys will externalize their competitiveness <laughs> women will be like no everything's cool and inside it's like there's a fire that's <laughs> been that's been lit. burning there's it's burning it's ready to go um so i think yeah this is definitely something that we all will struggle with because especially when we are striving to be the best form of ourselves and trying to get ourselves to where we want to be. Once again, this is all going against the grain of what, what Jesus has called us to be. Um, we, we will run into this where it's like, um, we have a hard time, you know, and and we're, we're called to, to compliment and build up and encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I, 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 I've done, better at this where oh god i I hate saying that because then it sounds arrogant um so i'm just say all all i'll say is like i've i've tried harder to be more encouraging to people and building people up um even though sometimes inside of me like i'm still dealing with my own insecurities and my own desire to be in that place. We talked about this last week. You know, I, 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 I overrate myself for sure. And, uh, but I do feel like God's done, I mean, just through the Holy spirit has done a lot of humbling. Yeah. And so it is a matter of humbling our hearts and saying, you know what, what everybody, like, okay, here's, here's the, here's a good example. I've, we've been talking a lot about, our volunteer culture here at the church and how we're shifting it, how every position matters to the whole and no one position is greater. That, that is very, that's, that is the most biblical model that we could follow that like every person that's part of the body of Christ, their what they do matters to the whole. Like it's not greater or lesser in the eyes of God. Some come with greater responsibility, earthly responsibility, but ultimately it all comes back to, you know, we're just doing what God has called us, uh, us to. Uh, so um, I say all that, and I, 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 I truly do believe in that mentality. Mm-hmm. But when I see others getting credit that I feel is due to me, I, I'll compliment them and say, like, hey, I'm really happy for you. But inside, I'm like, I want that for me so bad. Yeah. And so it is, it is a struggle. Um, but I'm trying to let go of that. And I yeah. feel – and this, once again, going back to the whole idea of being content, it's like I have what I have in front of me because God needs me to do it. And that's – that that should be all I need yeah. to know. Like this is what God has given me. How is that not enough for you? Yeah. Because it's our human desire to want more. Um, but like, hey, let's be proud of those who have greater accomplishments than us. Yeah. 
because greater accomplishments co- usually come with greater burdens. Right. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it does. Like I, you know, I aspire to. I talked about this last week. I'd love to be, you know, a senior pastor someday. But that's me personally. I've, I, I, I always forget. Like, oh, so much more responsibility. <laughs> responsibility that I, I could, you know, handle. But it, it, it's going to take a lot more out of me too. Yeah. Like, and I don't, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, Sarah always tells me, she's like, you have to remind yourself, like. These are the, these are the days that God's preparing you could possibly be preparing you for another step. So enjoy what you have now because it's not always going to be this easy. I'm like, ah, sure, <laughs> but she's right because yeah. <laughs> it is going to get harder. It, everything gets harder because even though we think we're going to be content once we get to a certain place, every new thing presents new challenges and new yeah. frustrations, and it gets even harder. I think I went off topic a little bit. That's all right. Next one. It says, this is, think about this for a minute. It says, the ego or the flesh equates all self-knowledge, means meaning understanding who we are, mm-hmm. gaining understanding of who we are, with self-absorption. Meaning it's when, all about me. Meaning don't try to understand who you are because when you do that, you become selfish. Uh-huh. And what they're saying is that's, the, that's your flesh telling you to don't don't try to understand who you are deep down because when you do that you're just making it all about yourself and you're not mm. loving other people gosh man that's the world's problem right now yeah it's all about the individual it's yeah. like become absorbed with yourself because whoever you think you are is what you're supposed to be is that not what this is saying though well you're saying like that's the response that the church would say to trying to understand who you are don't do that yes don't become the individual but what this is saying is, well, I'm you saying should. the world's response, not the not the church's response. Right, I know. But what you're saying, what what this article is saying is that response right there mm. is also the church's response. Oh, okay. Saying all about me is bad. In in the fact that mm. when you're trying to understand who you are, why you're who you are at your core, like okay. when you're trying to understand the ego or the flesh, okay. When you do that, you're becoming self-absorbed and you are losing track of, of, of who you are. All right. This article is arguing that you need to understand yourself. And um, so uh, what, who you are at your core. And when you do that, you begin to see the flaws that you have. And okay, yeah. If it's from that perspective, yes. Yes, that's, that's what it's saying. That's like the beginning of understanding that I've got a problem yeah. is to – knock down all of these facades that the flesh is making in my life. Yeah. It's not my fault. You need to be in control. All of these things. You get all of those out and you begin to look at yourself and think, oh, I've got a problem here mm-hmm. and I need to change. I need yes. to work on this. I need to do these things. And by doing that, that's not a bad thing. I agree. Right? But what what we think as followers of Christ is, don't worry about yourself. You know, God, God's got you. Go out there and, and love other people, which is what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. But there's also this idea of, of we need self-understanding love, you know, in order to allow ourselves to be used by God properly. Yeah. So that that's what they're saying. Okay. What what do you think about that? But oh, you're asking me? Yeah, yeah. What do you th- what do you think? Do you think that's <laughs> you you see a little bit skeptical on this one? It's not that I'm skeptical on it. I don't think I'm grasping it. Okay. And I'll just I'll just be fully transparent. 
<laughs> you don't this get one's it. a little over my head. Yeah, no, I, okay. It's I think it's just a statement that you need to. You gotta explain it again. Yeah, explain to me like I'm five. <laughs> you need to be able to look at yourself and self-evaluate. Oh, okay. Then and, yes, I do figure out agree why you're have all of these problems. Yeah, I mean, yes, but yeah, not to the point though where it's it becomes all about me and my problems. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. Then yes, I I fully believe that that is what we are supposed to do. Okay. That's fine. We'll go to the next one here. Yeah, It please. says, what we do oftentimes is we romanticize the past, we idealize the future, now, but we rarely live in the present. 100%, man. This is my message on Sunday. <laughs> it's funny how this gun works it's all like, this stuff together. Everything was great. Everything's going to be good someday. I, I know if I change, I can get back to being great. And it's, it's no, it's like, be content with right now. Yeah. With everything that's in front of you right now, take everything on task by task, day by day, and put but put God at the center of it. Look for opportunities to allow other people to see the joy that God gives you. Like that is true contentment in life and just in living. It's like yeah, it could be really awesome right now if you let it be. But we're so fi- we get so I get so fixated on what's to come. And what's next? And then I'm going to be finally happy when I get there. Yeah. And I can tell you about every time that I was like, it's going to be better. 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 And guess what? It's always hard. Yeah. Why? Because every day presents its own challenges. And I think, I think the Bible, Jesus talks about that specifically. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, a lot, like, you know, tomorrow has its own troubles. Take on what yeah. today, what you have today. Right. Don't worry about tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And you can enjoy it. This is why when, when me and my cat can't remember anything about the past, it's great. Just just live with the happy roses. No, no, no. I'm not joking. I'm just joking about that. But no, I do the same thing. I think, oh, man, life was so much more fun back then mm. when we didn't have all this responsibility. Or, we, you know, it was great back then. Someday it's going to be good as well whenever I get past what I'm going through yeah. now. And you know what we're, we're going to do in the future when we get to that someday? We're going to look back to the time we are right now and man, think, so man, much easier back then. it was so great then. So no, it was so good. Now, nah, there's some stuff. I'm going to be like, I'm so glad that never happened again. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, though. We, will, we, we'll, we always romanticize the past yeah. because we forget about the struggles and we only remember the good things. Right. Which is like, once again, I think it's just how beautifully God has wired us. And has made us. And maybe that's why, like, I can't remember anything from my chat. And no, I'm just kidding. Mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Like, uh, sidebar, it was really funny because, like, I, I was talking to my my mom texted me after our last, our, our 90s, nostalgic for the 90s thing. And she was, like, just bringing up some stuff. She's like, you did the book it all the time. And what was the other? Oh, but she was saying, because I, I mentioned the thing about the, all that in a bag of chips yeah. thing. Because that was, like, one of the quotes from the 90s. And she was like, I didn't start saying that until 2007, and here's my proof. And I'm like, how do you remember that? <laughs> that it was fun. crazy. It was really, really, really funny. Um, but, yeah, like, you, we, you know, we, we look back at the past, and we, you know, I mean, that our last episode was dedicated to the past yeah. and everything that we remember from it. But then, you know, even at the beginning of this podcast, we were talking about what the nineties actually were. Yeah. Which were snarky and sarcastic <laughs> and it was kind of dark a little bit, <laughs> yeah. but you know, but we look back on it and we romanticize everything because yeah. it was good. And we think like, Oh, I wish it could just be like the old days. It's, but it's never going to be that Correct. man. God, but what God's doing right now is awesome. 
Even though, like, yeah, the, the problems around us have changed, but God hasn't changed, right. and what God can do hasn't changed. So right. let's just let's like let's just be in awe of that right. daily. All right, two more. No, it says the flesh three. seeks immediate gratification and despises anything hard or uncomfortable. Yeah, I think I mean, we covered that. Pretty straightforward. It's very straightforward, and it's one hundred percent correct. Yeah. yeah, we definitely we definitely choose. We, I think we've done an entire podcast on talking we, about we immediate gratification, the, the shiny, sugary thing instead of the vegetables. The thing that takes yep. yeah, that's going to take a little bit more longer to appreciate. But when you're eighty-seven, those Brussels sprouts paid off. <laughs> I know. Did they though? Right, oh, for one. me they did. I love them. I love me a good Brussels sprout. All right. Deep fried in butter. Last no, one. <laughs> <laughs> we went to this restaurant when we were down in Georgia. It's called Lizard's Thicket. I remember. And they on their menu they put our vegetables are not vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, because they like put them in like because beef they tallow or in, something. Yeah, like pig fat. Yeah, like yeah. Anyway, all right. So number nine, last one. It says the the flesh is sensitive and easily offended. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's. I think this is okay. There's nothing nothing wrong with being sensitive, and I just I, let me start off by saying that I think we all have a level of sensitivity, um, and I think we need to be sensitive to how other people take things and perceive things, and we shouldn't be cold and callous yeah. at all. Having said that. Uh, we've taken sensitivity to an extreme where everything, everything is wrong. Like, you can't say anything. And, like, there is a level of critiquing that needs to happen as a society so that we can better one another. Yeah. You know, one of the misused verses of the Bible is, judge not lest you be judged. But, like, that's also referring to the fact that we have to be willing to receive you know, criticism, if we're going to give criticism and criticism can be helpful, but like, are we, are we like taking care of ourselves? Are we letting ourselves be critiqued so that we can help others and so that people can say the same thing to us? You have a big smile on your face. No, no, no. I'm just listening to you. You make me smile. This is, (laughs) thanks man. (laughs) But, but this is, I, I think sensitivity has gotten, um, almost perverted in a way where it's, it's like you can't say anything without bringing some level of offense because this is the way that I like to do things or this is the way I think things should be done. And so everybody's going to be offended. Um, I think true sensitivity is, is saying that love, is, love will always present its set, own set of challenges. Yeah. But loving people does not mean that we just let them do whatever – they think is best, but we know ultimately it's harmful for them. True love is 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 bringing to people's attention things that are potentially harmful. It's like it's like the kid. Okay, for example, and then hypothetically speaking, if you see your kid up on the roof and you're like, "Well, they really like superheroes. Let's just let them, you know, have fun." It's like no. Real love would say, "Hey, that's gonna hurt you because yeah. if you fall, you will die." Yeah. And that's an extreme example, but, you know, but like, but some people would say like, well, you're going to hurt his feelings if you tell him that that's not like, you're not just letting him be and live out his own truth (laughs) or whatever. When the truth is like, it's going to kill him if, if we don't resolve it, if we don't take care of it, we don't say something. And true love is just that Jesus didn't come and say, 
hey, do whatever you want, guys. You know, I love you no matter what. It was, hey, you got some problems here. Yeah. And I want to help you through them. Yeah. Because I care about you and I love you. Yeah. Ultimately, I'll lay my life down for you. And um, I think there's another aspect of this as well. Go ahead. Talking about being sensitive. And you touched on one part of it. But I think it's also in relationships when we don't see the other person is broken as well. What happens is we become sensitive. We get put out. We get angry when someone offends us, says something to us, does something we don't like, whatever that looks like. And it could be something silly as just in a conversation, they're short with me. Or they say something, how can you say that? Like, how can you say that in that certain way? And that happens all the time. We become easily offended because of that. Mm-hmm. What happens is we don't put ourselves in another person's shoe. Because sometimes maybe you, maybe, maybe you have said something that offended someone and you had no idea that you did it. Yep. Because in that moment, the kids were running around. Um, I, I got cut off when I was driving. Somebody just cut me off. Whatever that could be, in that moment, I reacted, said something harshly. Yeah, you're internalizing something from even earlier in the day, whatever. Yes, and you say something, and it has nothing to do with that person. Well, I've heard that now. I'm the other person now. I've heard that, and I'm like, how can you talk to me that way? How, you know, you're my boss. You are my friend. You are my spouse. How in the world can you, how can you, how, how can you do this to me? Yeah, and we, I've done this, yeah. And we do this, and we don't think about, what we need to do in those instances, if someone has said something to offend you, before you throw a hissy fit, before you internalize it and think that you are the reason why this is all happening, yeah. take a step back and and show that person love and grace. Oh, for sure. Because when you do that, you'll begin to realize, oh, you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Maybe, you know, they really don't think I'm the worst person in the world. Maybe mm. they don't think that they're so much better than me. Maybe they're just having a bad day. Maybe they're just something going on in their life. And so, but what, what, what our flesh tells us is you've been wronged. You need to make this right. You need to call them. You need to do this. You need to stick up for yourself. In reality, it's just two people living life. They're both going through stuff and we're just bouncing off each other. Right. Sure. And that, that happens. And as Christians, we need to show each other grace and love and, in, in, in those situations and be a light instead of gi- giving giving it right back. Yeah, instead right? of thinking like, well, the world revolves around me. The, so. the world revolves around me. And and so that happens, I think, with everybody all the time. Absolutely. And, yeah. one, and one way of doing that is loving the other person before we love ourselves. Right? And we talked, uh, a, we mean, talked a little bit about... That's the just, ultimate. Just the last one about self-realizing who we are, loving ourselves. And that, that helps us to understand who we are and how we can be used by God. But we need to love others, put others before ourselves in, in, in the fact of serving like Christ. Gotcha. Being loving like him. And yep. when we do that, show people grace. We remember that people aren't perfect. <laughs> yes. You, you'll get less offended if you remember that your, your friend is just as messed up as you are. They're human. Yes. They always say things the right way. Now, I ran into that this week. Um, <laughs> I, is, uh, I ran in, I'm not going to give the full details of it, but Sarah's like, you don't always say things the nicest way. And I'm like, and I ran it back. I'm like, uh, 
that's why they perceived it that, like that. And I didn't intend it for it like that, but that's how it came across. Um, and that happens to you too. Like what? Oh, I, I take like, things the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All and, the time. All, I mean, I, I will fully admit that. And, and it's because of my own ego and my own pride. It's yeah. like, how tough am I? There you you who I am? Yeah. I'm Steven Peterson and Dave Mogulski. Yeah. That's my full name. Nice. There you go. Yeah. No, it's, but it is a matter of, like, where, where is our humility? Yeah. Um, and where is our recognition of the fact that we are not the center of the universe? That the ultimate law and rule in this world is to put God above everything and then love our neighbor as ourself. Um, and if we continually come back to that, uh, we'll get things right. Right. Love our neighbor as ourself. You have to love yourself first, right? Love yourself. Love your neighbor you have, as you love yourself. As you, I, I mean, I always interpret that as, as you would care for others as you would care for yourself. Um, yes. Because yes. We're, we're going to take care, better care of ourselves than we would anyone else right. because exactly. of self-preservation. That's just the but natural But take care part. of yourself too. You have to take care of yourself, yes, but don't make yourself the primary concern. Correct. Yes, um, yes. But there are going to be times where you need rest. And there's going to be times where you need to recoup, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Do, do so. Um, because ultimately, we have to take care of other people. Like That's, exactly. that's what we're called yes. to do. So, yeah, there's, there's time for rest, and then there's a time to do. Um, and God's going to take care of us through all of it. So that was a nice little. It was a very nice topic, Zachy. Good job. That sounded, that sounded very insincere, but I really did enjoy it. <laughs> good job, Zach. I didn't take it personally, Steve. It's all uh, good. You better not. <laughs> I'm not offended. I took it. I took it more personally, <laughs> and was offended that you may have been offended. All right, for Zach and Steve, have a podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zach, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. And we're back. What? Stop staring at me like that. <laughs> you, were, <laughs> we were, you, you were doing the sound we of the bird laughing. that was trapped in the bird. We were laughing the bird. <laughs> he like, just went with his little wing. He's a <laughs> chimney sweep. He's using his little wing. You like that way too much. I was just being stupid. So, like, we do actually, when we say we'll take a break when we come back, we'll talk. We do take a break so we can talk about our second our, our second topic. And so Zach's looking at the thing. And I was like, you know what I'll do? I'll just. <laughs> I'll pretend to be the bird that's <laughs> in that chimney. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's so stupid. Hey, guys, let me in. It's real warm. Oh, no. Oh, my, my, my wings caught on fire, guys. I gotta, you got to let me in here. Could you guys please let I, 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 I Now my tail feather. I can't put it out. Please help me. <laughs> that's exactly what's going on. That's what the, that's what yes. the bird said? Yeah. This anyway. is going in at the end of the podcast. All right. That's good enough. Go ahead.